Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 110 of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast. We are your hosts. Tony. And I am Lou. How are you doing today, Tony? I am well. You know, I kind of feel I should point out to people that this episode, this particular episode of the Pause.com, <laughs> of the Pause.com Entertainment Podcast is brought to you by Yumbly. Yumbly.com, where you can search restaurants and menus to find exactly what you're hungry for. Yum! I am so very hungry. <laughs> wow, I like that. It was slightly British. Feed me now. <laughs> that, I don't know what that was. That was more transcontinental. You know, the fake half American, half uh-huh. British accent. You mean the Madonna. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why you're making fun of it. It's a perfectly legitimate accent that many people across the globe use daily. Uh, if your name is Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Because didn't Frazier kind of talk like that? A little. A little bit. Um, and his brother. Niles. Niles. Although, I, you know, I've never actually seen an entire episode of that show. Did you enjoy it? I did. It yeah. was good. It yeah. was smartly written. Yeah. He seems to be a pretty smart guy. I mean, in terms of his, you know, entertainment-related endeavors. Right. Personally, I don't know. I don't really know Jury's still out on that one. Right. Uh, so what's going on? Nothing. We have no mail. No mail. No mail. You look kind of like a lumberjack today. You got a beard. You got a mustache. You got a plaid flannel shirt on. Uh, yeah. What's going on? Are you moving to Oregon or something? No. No? Just laziness. Chopping down trees? Laziness. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What are you saying about lumberjacks? <laughs> they seem to be a hardworking folk to me. <laughs> uh, do you want to just get right into it? We got, uh, no, we got no mail? Nothing at all? We got nothing. Wow. Nothing. People. But we have noticed that listenership is up. Yeah, so thanks for that. When uh, perusing the numbers... Appreciate yeah, because remember before we were complaining that it was down. Right. It's now about no. twice what it was right. before. So we so that's good. thank you for that. Yeah, we're glad you're here. We like to hear from you though. Um, oh, I do want to uh, point out a couple things. Yes, um, please. I've talked to you about this off the air. Oh boy! But we will be speaking soon to my friend Deborah. Okay. I right. have uh, kind of confirmed. In fact, maybe we'll. Well, we can talk about that. And what about there. your other friend? Did you talk to her? Uh, I think we can get her. Excellent. Yes, I think we can get her. Now, that hasn't happened yet, right? It's tonight. Oh, it is? Yeah. And okay. they show a commercial for this week's show, and she's on the commercial. Okay. I mean, in the background. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about that when we get to TV. But um, I, I've talked to my friend Deborah, who we spoke to for you longtime listeners. You when remember she was on The Office. When she was on The Office. Right. But now she is on an episode of True Blood, which cool. is airing July 29th. The eighth episode of the season. And she is also in the new Wizard of Oz movie with Mila Kunis. I... Did- it's not out yet. Yeah, I was going to say, when is that? It's next year, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, she did warn me that she won't be able to talk about plot points from either of those adventures, but she did want to talk about now, the audition process for True Blood, she said, was really interesting. Now, and, she's in L.A., right? Yes. Okay. And uh, so Coming back to Chicago anytime soon? I don't know. It would be great to have her here rather yes. than talking over the phone. Yes, I was talking know. over the phone and just it sounds. I weird. don't know that it'd be worth her trip to come just to do this. Well, no, but though. she might be coming for other stuff because she's from here, right? No. Oh, she's not. No. Oh. She was here doing theater, you know. Oh, I get it now. Right. Okay. Um. um but so anyway, we will be talking to her very soon, cool. and then we'll post that interview probably closer to the time that her episode on True Blood airs. Yeah, maybe the week before or something. Right. Like that. Yeah, we'll try to get it before so you can hear her and, and then, then see her and then watch it. Right. And then the other girl we're talking about is my friend Marissa, who was on tonight's episode of Take Me Out, which right. we will talk about later. Right. And uh, I'm pretty sure I can get her. That's great. Yeah. That's Because I've, I've spoken to her since you and I have last okay. met. Okay. So. Wow. And seeing how she's having a party tonight to show oh, her episode. Oh, it can't be that she's, sour. Right. Yeah. right. Right. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. 
I wish we could have talked to her before tonight. Like, it would have been great if we could have talked to her today, but still. That's cool, because people will get to see it, and then we'll talk to her. Right. Maybe we could get her in, even if we're not recording the show, maybe we could get her in to do the interview with her and then just put it into the next one. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like in the next, you know, sometime in the next week or right. something. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so you want to get right into video games? Sure. All right. So what have you been playing? Um, some old games. Really? I've been going back to some games I've talked about before. Okay. First, I want to talk about Saints Row the Third. Okay. Uh, I got that from GameFly, and it's kind of like an open world, um, kind of a Grand Theft Auto, but it's very tongue in cheek. Okay. Like there's some crazy stuff in it, and it's fun. Um, it's zany. It is zany. It's I remember really seeing zany. the previews for it. Yeah. It looked zany. Like you can wear like a bunny suit. Bunny suit. And right. Yeah. But um, it's fun so far. Yeah. I don't know how much time I'll spend with it. It's, it's not a ringing endorsement. It's no. It's kind of a it's, hesitant fun. It's entertaining, so but yeah. I think I'm being more entertained by other older things. Okay. I also went back to uh, Rayman Origins, which is just, it's such a well-done game. It's a platform. Yeah. Like, now, that's available, like, on everything. It's on it? everything. Yeah. I think it's even on, like, the DS and, like... Okay. But uh, highly recommend it. It's so good. It's so entertaining. And what's cool about it, I got pretty far into it where I thought I was near... Like, I I had gotten through most of the levels of each of the little worlds. And then you think you're at the last level. And then it's like, oh, wait, there's all these other things you have to do. Wow, that's So now really it's, cool. like, twice the game when that's I thought really I was about cool. to finish the game. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. So, um... I mean, that's always a cool thing, especially if you're enjoying it. Right. You know what I mean? And it's very simplistic control-wise. I mean, you just jump and 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 punch. That's yeah. it. Wow, that is cool. So, um, yeah, I've never played any of those games. I'm having games. a lot of fun with it. You should. I mean, if you're going to play one, play this one. Yeah. I mean, it got a great – I think it got like a 9.5 on IGN. Wow, and, that's cool. Um, And I think you can find it pretty cheap right now, and, and it's on no, everything. And there's no combos. I wonder if it's on Steam. No combos. I'm sure. I mean, because it's on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I also went back. It was another free offering to PlayStation Plus subscribers uh, and downloaded Just Cause 2. Okay. Again, it's the whole game. Now, why is... did you do this? Uh, just Cause. <laughs> oh, wow. It's amazing that you picked up on that. <laughs> I had to tell him to say that. Um, that's such a great game. That's another really? open world. It's just you have a grappling hook and and you can just grapple to almost anything and then you <clears throat> try is that to, the whole is that the main mechanic is grappling and shooting oh okay it's With third shooting. person action but um the way you tackle levels there's just you can do it in in so many different ways like for example like a, a big thing you want to do is there's this you're in this like tropical island oh, I like land that. i mean look at what i'm wearing yes so you're, i got you're all on, set for that i got on a nice hawaiian shirt and you're trying to take over this government, and so you try to destroy all the government uh, uh, properties. Okay. How like, coincidental is that? I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and yesterday I tried to take over a government. Right. That's so But weird. it's a little more effective in this game oh, okay. than your exact right. Well, because mission. what I did was I just sat at home and thought, God, I wish I could take over the government, and then right. nothing happened. Right. But this, in this game, you can actually affect some But change. I want to give an example of just how you can deal with things in different ways. Um, you try to destroy some of the facilities of the government, or as much as you can, actually. So right. there will be huge, like, radio towers, or there will be, like, you know, fuel tanks. And, like, if you find, like, 
a, a rocket launcher, you can you know shoot it at the radio tower to destroy it, right? Or throw a grenade at it to destroy it. But nothing you can do. You can take your grappling hook because you can grapple both ends. So you can grapple one end to the radio tower, oh, I gotcha. the other end to a truck, and then just drive the truck and and knock it down. Yeah. And there's just in anything you do in the game, there's many ways to attack it. Yeah. And, um, That's cool. I like that. It's really cool. I like it when you have options. Because you can do all kinds. I mean, even outside of the missions, you can just go and do really cool things. If you see, like, a helicopter, you can grapple to it, and then you can parachute off. Right. And, and uh, oh, my God, it's just so much fun. So I'm that's having a lot of fun a, with that. And that's cool. it was free, and it's the full game. Now, is that uh, – what system is that on? Uh, I believe it's on both 360 and PlayStation, but Aha. I'm on the PlayStation. Okay. Uh well I played another Guild Wars 2 beta which was a lot of fun and uh and, and I really especially this time because you still had the same characters that you created in the first beta uh-huh. so I don't know I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to wipe everything you know before the game is released but at least for this you got to use the same character you had started in the first beta and so I I really found myself wishing that I had more time to play because I was having a lot of fun and um you know I, I just didn't have enough time. It was over the weekend. What do you say you didn't we, have enough time? Like the beta's over and you can't play anymore? Yeah, because it's only for the weekend. So oh. it was only Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Some of the betas, sometimes on the weekends, they'll throw in a Monday for you, which is kind of cool because right. then you can kind of play hooky at work and play a cool game. But right. uh, that, that was not to be in this case. But, um, but yeah, I, I still am really enjoying it. And, and I you know I still am just in the first part of the game and just in the first, this, basically the starting area where I started. Uh, so I haven't even seen any other parts of the world. It's challenging. You know, it's it's much more challenging than something like World of Warcraft. Right. You know, World of Warcraft is designed to make it very easy to level up to, like, let's say, level 20 pretty quickly to get people kind of hooked, and then, you know, you sort of get into the rest of the game after that. But uh, but this this game is much more challenging to 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 level even at the beginning. I mean the first couple the first two or three levels go fast obviously. Right. But then after that it's it starts to slow down and it has an 80 a level cap of 80. So it's not a low level game. The first one, the first Guild Wars you you maxed out at 20. Wow. And yeah. Um but this one goes up to 80 and and I think I'm only at like 15 or 16 or something like that. Right. Um so uh it's it's challenging, but I I I just can't wait for the game to be released because I know based on We have a date on that. I don't think so. They're, they've always said, you know, when it's ready kind of thing. So, um, I yes. have also played, I also went back, I was showing one of Amy's nephews Half-Life 2 because he was looking for some good game to play on the PC. And, you know, you could probably get it for really cheap on Steam or Orange right. Box or whatever. So I was showing him that. And then I decided to go and try to get some of the achievements in it. So I, you know, kind of started playing it again. Man, that game is fun no matter how many times you played it. I need it. to go back and play that again. It, it's so much fun. So some of the achievements that, I, that I've that i gotten recently were that were kind of fun were um, when you first get the gravity gun, you know, she brings out Dog and you play fetch with Dog and he has that little that ball that uh-huh. tries to come to you. There's a basketball net there right. and that one of the achievements is getting a basket. That one was a little bit tricky. And, um, and then there was this other one when you're on water hazard where, you know, where you have the airboat. Right. There's a place where you can get an achievement for finding a, a hidden cave with a Vortigaunt in it who's singing. And that took me a couple of tries to find that because I went all the way through and never found it. I finally found I it. I want to say that I found that. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. But I was looking for the achievements. Oh, okay. And so the one I'm trying to do now is getting through Ravenholm with only using the gravity gun. Impossible. 
It's not impossible. Really? I did it, but didn't get the achievement because one time by mistake, I hit the wheel on the mouse and selected the crowbar and hit something. Ah. Uh. Like right, like right towards the end of the level. So now I'm going back and trying it again. But yeah, it's challenging. It's challenging. There's a lot of ammo. the The trickiest parts are are the black spiders, obviously, right. and the the guys that throw them. You know, those guys that have them on their back, right. and then those guys who like kind of howl, who are like skeletons right. and run at you really fast. But the thing is, the thing that I've really noticed about that game is the fear of what the enemies are going to do to you is usually a lot worse than how much damage they actually do, other than the black spiders, of course, because right. they bring you down to one health, you know, just by touching you. Right. Um, but everything else doesn't really inflict a ton of damage um, unless you're being ganged up on. Um, it's usually not too bad. But uh, so I'm I'm about two thirds of the way through that level now. Um, but I think the the mines that you go into afterward also count. And that's really hard because you when you go down that mine shaft, you get dumped into a room with like thirty spiders, right. and um, and not a lot of weapons. So that's that's kind of tough. It's very not easy. It's very not so easy. Uh, but that's been fun. And then I I just played a demo for a game that I got on Steam called Splice, where you have to like splice these little I don't know cells into shapes. But there's no instructions, and they don't tell you what anything does in the game. It was ridiculous. It was right. You saw that. It was yeah. ridiculous. It's like how are you? How on earth are you supposed to know what's going on here? Right. I started to figure it out a little bit more after you left the room. Right. But I, I still don't. After get I it. threw up my hands in disgust. Yeah, exactly. And walked out in a having a huff and a tizzy. <laughs> um. So you're gonna hear it here first, folks. Wow. Either the next episode. Or of Half-Life 2 or Half-Life 3 will be out before holiday 2013. How do you know that? I can't say how I know that. Really? Yes. But I have it on good authority from somebody at Valve that by holiday 2013, there will be something there new, will be something new in, the in the Half-Life universe. So how about that? And it will not I'm just, be... I'm just going to leave it at that. Wow. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's really big. That is big. Don't you think that's big? Yeah. I think that's big. It's huge. It's huge. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you heard I, it here for, first. You heard it folks. here first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I already said that. Uh, all right. You want to go to miscellaneous? Sure. Uh, rumors are swirling about the next Xbox console having a 2013 release date. There is also talk that the unit will finally have Blu-ray fun- functionality. And the most inter- interesting rumor, however, is the introduction of augmented reality glasses for use with the new console servicing in 2014. Now, the we should talk about where this news came from. Somebody supposedly leaked a 56-page document about the next Xbox online. Which could all just be hogwash. Right. But the reason they think it's not all hogwash is that soon after it went online, it was taken down, and there was a note there saying... You know, this document has been removed at the request of blah, 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 law firm. And that law firm is Microsoft's law firm. So there's a good chance that there was at least some valid information in there. Because if there wasn't, why would they have asked them to take it down? Right. So. Well, other than it just being misinformation. They wouldn't care about that. Really? Yeah. They wouldn't care about that. But um, but there were other things like in the document that didn't make a lot of sense. Like the the Wii U was referred to as the Wii 2. And the next Xbox was referred to as the 720, which is right. usually what people are assuming it would be called. Right. Even though Microsoft has never said that that's right. what they're going to call it. So 
you know, take it with a grain of salt, but it did sound pretty interesting. Right. Um, we gushed last episode about a video for the game Watch Dogs that debuted at E3. Well, apparently Hollywood was also very impressed. There is already talk of a film based on the game before the game is even out. You know what's crazy about that, though, is th- that seems like a, a, a mechanic that is not going to translate well to film. Right. Because you're basically, you, you know, the, the whole crux of that is all the stuff that this guy can do with, connected technologies and it's almost like what are you going to spend two hours watching somebody's heads up display and their right. glasses kind of thing i like it kind of don't get it right. you know how in the terminator when you would see through the terminator's eyes and you see all the code and everything right. i don't want to see that for two hours right it, it, it's cool every once in a while to know oh that's cool how the terminator sees but <laughs> i don't want to see it for two hours right. so um a film reboot of the mortal Kombat games is in the works I don't know. I don't know how I don't to react to that. <laughs> I don't know how to react to that. To be honest. And finally, the mobile game phenomenon Draw Something will soon be a new game show on CBS. Does no one remember Win Lose or Draw? I remember it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, bought by uh, Ryan Seacrest and his production company. Really? Yeah. Really. Or as Enzo would say, Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> he always makes fun of his name, which is funny because he's four. Um, I have another video game piece of news that I will tell you off the air, but it's something that I think I, I, cause I, cause the person who told me would know it came from me. Okay. So, uh, a little teaser for you folks out there <laughs> of something that you're not going <laughs> to hear, something that you're not going to hear about. <laughs> um, it's probably n- not really that big of a secret, but, or would be a surprise to anybody, but still, I'm glad that I know it. Um, is that it for games? That's it. All right, cool. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about TV. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about TV. What do you want to talk about first? Because we we've a seen a lot of the about. same things. Yes, we have. Let's cool. uh, start with Master Chef. Okay, Master Chef. Love Master Chef. It's a good show. I love it. It's a good show, and it and it's um you know for anyone especially who thinks that Gordon Ramsay is just a raging a-hole just watch master chef because right. he's he's usually the the one who gives the heartfelt speech to make somebody right. you know feel good um it's so weird that that show i mean not weird but like that show is on next to i don't know if it's before or after uh hell's kitchen and that is so unwatchable to me yeah i, I would never it's watch that show terrible it, it is terrible i agree totally it's ridiculous and and now you know that it's just him being told to be like that right you know i mean you know, most of us have that in us, in bad moments. But it's amped up for. It, it's totally amped up. Yeah. yeah, it's totally amped up. And, and it's, it's obviously of, done. And it's so. a show of idiots too. Right. I mean. Right. Nothing against idiots. any of you that may have been on the show before. But <laughs> what? do you know people who have been oh, on the show? Oh, no. okay. No, because um, I mean, the big difference between the shows. I mean, that show is about being the best line cook. It's not about having any creativity or being a chef. It's about working yeah. in a kitchen. And, you know, I don't want to downplay that because there are a lot of line cooks who go on to be great chefs. Right. You know, you obviously... But that's not what this show is. Right, that's not what the show's about. Right. right. Um, yeah, that's just weird. But, uh, no, MasterChef has been great. Yeah. And I love some of the personalities. Yeah. Especially the... I'm, I'm always touched whenever the blind girl's involved in anything. Yeah. Her, her, the whole apple pie thing was oh awesome. Oh my god, it was like awesome. Absolutely, it was so yeah. Cool. You don't get so moments cool. like that on that. I mean, I'm not gonna say this is better than Top Chef because I think Top Chef is probably a little more 
serious. Yes. Yeah. And maybe even a little more credible in. in That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would imagine that top chef for the most part are people like who you know, gone to culinary school and that's their, right. You know, and these are people who are sort of just uh, enthusiasts. Self, right. Exactly. And, and self-taught a lot of times. And, but, um, but, but, I mean, but, kind of, but, but, but yeah, what's, what's crazy about that to me is that a lot of them are really talented. Like, okay, you got to make an apple pie. I wouldn't even know where to start right. to exactly. make an apple pie. Right. I, w- I would have you no can't idea. You just pluck someone who can make a few good dishes at their home. No, to, to come and I would this. have no idea where to start making right. an apple pie. And I you really see like the Italian guy, Frank, who made the apple pie? He's like, yeah, I never made one before, and then he's like, oh, it's delicious. Right. Like, how would you not make one and then know enough to make one? Well, same with the blind and girl. And then Did it's she delicious. She never made one. But she, I know, but she has some kind of like gift. Yeah, she's magic. Yeah, she's magical. Right. Yeah, her story so touching, and that whole apple pie thing. It's not like you know, I've never been touched at all on Top Chef by a moment as I was by that. Yeah. Yeah, that was really really cool. Because she lost it, she, you yeah. know, emotionally, and I live for that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but it was it was a great it was a genuinely great moment. Right. It was really cool. Um, but I think Ramsey goes a little overboard. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. With his, you've got to stop believing in yourself. It's like <laughs> she didn't say she didn't. She just right. said she couldn't see the pie crust. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> she didn't say she had no self confidence. <laughs> she blind. She can't see the pie crust. You know what I'm saying? You want to talk about Take Me Out? Uh, okay. So, well, Take Me Out is is one of the two. Well, it's really funny because they're, these two da- – and they're both on Fox, right? Right. Right next to each other. Right. Right next to each other. So there's The Choice, which is a dating show modeled after The Voice. Which is ironic because The Voice is not on Fox. So how do they get away with it's that? It's really weird. But anyway, uh, it could be the same production company. You don't right. know. Because, um, you know, they all intermingle. Right. So there's four celebrities or quasi-celebrities right. who – are dudes who are in the chairs and they're they have to hit their buzzer just like on the voice they have to hit their buzzer if they like what the girl is saying and if she if nobody turns around she leaves if one guy turns around she goes you know she's potentially going on a date with that guy she's on his team quote unquote and if more than one guy turns around just like on the voice she gets to pick which team she wants to be on so they each they go through this until each guy has three girls on his team and then they do this round where, like, rapid fire, they like ask. speed dating round. Like, yeah. they ask the girl, like, a question, and she has to answer the question really fast. And I don't even remember what the third round was because it was so ridiculous. I hated the show. It was so it, stupid. It's terrible. It's, it's an terrible. absolutely terrible show. The, the, what's really funny about these two shows is I wish, I wish they would switch hosts because George Lopez is awful on the other show, and Kat oh. Dealey, I think, is a lot more Charming. un, un yeah. you know, um, she's just a lot more tolerable. Yeah, because I don't hate George Lopez. I well, I think his his the writing for him on the show is is awful. It's cheesy, yeah. it's really super cheesy. So anyway, so the show the show is just terrible. The people, the girls who were on it were all terrible. The quote unquote con- celebrity contestants terrible. Like Paulie D from Jersey Shore. Yeah, he just wanted to get laid. I mean, <laughs> I don't. And, I mean, and then at the end when they show like. The guy's famous. Is it at the end or is it at the beginning of the next show? Because I, ca- I caught the second show too, but I'm not going to watch it anymore. When they show the date, like it, it's like you could tell, like okay, well, I'm obligated to go on this date. Exactly. And they probably spent ten minutes with them. Exactly. On this date. Exactly. It, it's such a ridiculous concept. It's stupid. The, you know what? It shouldn't be. 
celebrities. It should be just regular people in the chairs, and they should switch. Every other week should be girls or guys in the chairs. Well, they are putting female celebrities this week. Oh, okay. That's even creepier. I just know that because I saw Carmen Electra on something, and she's one of them. Right, because obviously she has problems getting a date, so she's got to go on a TV show to get a date. Right. With a random dude off the street. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a, it's a, a ridiculous concept and a terrible and show. Last. Terrible show. Uh, let's talk about Take Me Out, Okay, though. Take Me Out, I actually enjoyed. I enjoyed. <laughs> yes. It's really fun. I enjoyed it. It's really it. fun. Now, I kind of wish. What, you know what my favorite part of the show is? I mean, because the whole premise is these guys come out and they give their little spiel. And then yeah. the girls, there's like, how many girls are there? 30. 24? 30 girls. 30 girls? Yeah. They each have a podium with a light. And then when they, when they turn their light off, that means they're no longer interested and they don't want to date the guy. Right. So my favorite part if of the, the show... If the guy's not right, turn off your light. <laughs> my favorite part of the show is to see what part of the guy's spiel, because you see when they turn out their light. Right. So it's hilarious. It's so funny. He'll you just, see it and you hear it. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> so I love that off. a guy will say something that he thinks is probably charming and then all these girls, all these turn, girls turn off their light. It's really funny. And um, But remember, if he doesn't turn you on, Turn him off. Okay. <laughs> but so there's some, there's actually some clever things in the show. Like the guy comes out into the, the girls are 15 on each side of this elevator in the middle, but the guy comes down the elevator and then walks out onto this little sort of runway thing. And he picks the song that gets played when he comes out. So that's a really kind of clever way for them to, I mean, it's ridiculous because it's obviously just first impressions. Right. You know, if you had to pick one song that would be like your song as you were walking out there. I mean, it, it's silly, right. but it's still kind of funny because some girls will turn off their light just from the Based song the that he song, picked. Right. But usually it's first impressions of the way the guy looks, you know. And and I think they do a pretty good job of having some guys on there who are, you know, obviously going to be really attractive to the girls physically, you know, superficially. And guys that are obviously not going to be as attractive right. but might have a better personality. And then some guys who are kind of douchey. Yeah. yeah. The, remember that, that guy on the first show oh. from Vegas? Who like stripped down and did, oh, a little, yeah. like, did the snake on the floor? Ridiculous. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like you said, so so the first round is them coming out and just the first impressions. And then they show a video where they get to talk about stuff about themselves. And then, you know, usually a few more lights go off. And then the third one seems kind of whatever they want to do. Like right. one guy played the drums. Another guy showed a second video. Um, you know, some guy like the weird guy from Vegas took off his clothes. I don't know what that was all right. about, but uh, and then you know, same kind of thing. If they're left with with one light on, they go on a date with that person. If they're left with more than two, they got to turn off all the lights of the girls that they're not interested in, except two. And then they ask the last two each a question. Right. Um, and and that thing is that part of it to me is probably the the least successful part of the show because it usually seems really difficult. The questions are so simple and dumb that it seems really difficult for the second girl to give any kind of answer. That's going to really differentiate her from the first girl. You know, they're usually such pointed questions that, you know, obviously they want a certain type of answer. Oh, if I come home and I'm not feeling great, what are you going to do to make me feel better? But let's be honest. I mean, it's, he's not really picking them based on the question. No, (laughs) not really. It's on the Hooters. <laughs> well, not necessarily the Hooters, but definitely the looks. Right. And I think to a certain degree, the questions, it seems like a couple of the guys have, have you know, picked. Based now, it's on... really interesting. I, I was saying my friend Marissa is on tonight. Yeah. And uh, and I saw her in a commercial for tonight's episode and looks completely different. Really? So, so I want to ask her. In fact, I should get a hold of her today and ask her if that was her doing 
or if that was their doing. Yeah. I wonder if they had like a stylist or something that fixes them up or if she did it herself. Right. I'm assuming they have stylists. The the I, the one part of the show that I'm not sure yet if I totally love is that if they don't end up going on a date with a guy, they they stay, they stay. on the show. So there's some girls that have been on there from the beginning. Right, which is weird because at the like very the beginning the of the hat. first episode, he said, you don't have to wait all season to see what happens because it happens right now. But some of these girls are going to be on there all season. Right, like the late, the girl with the alien head. Uh, the blonde? The blonde, yeah. <laughs> With the complete like, I I hate to say I hate to say anything about somebody's looks, but (laughs) she's just not a typical person in terms of her geometry because of alien head. Because of alien head, Uh, you know, I don't like to malign the crossbreeding with intergalactic species, (laughs) but in this case, I think it's warranted. (laughs) She seems like she actually seems like a pretty cool chick. I mean, she's kind of funny, you know. Some of, and that's the other thing. I want to find out if what they say is scripted or if they're giving their own answers for things. Maybe you can get a hold of her between segments. Today? Like, yeah, between okay. this and the movie segment, and then we'll follow up right. after that. But I still want to get her you know, okay. on the show for an interview, like actually here in the studio, in the pause.com entertainment podcast studio. All right. Live <laughs> on tape. That's digital. Um, so, yeah, but I, I agree. I think it's actually a really fun show. Um, and we kind of look forward to seeing it now, yeah. which is a little bit embarrassing, but it, it's entertaining. It's I just, all of, yeah. all of George Lopez's jokes are terrible. Um, okay. So we talk about that. You want to talk about falling skies? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we're going to keep watching it cause there's very little yes, sci-fi on. That's exactly my, but it's just, the writing is so it's cheesy. So bad. And the overacting, the guy, the guy with the ponytail, the older guy that was, you know, the, the, the military the guy. guy. Yeah. His overacting is so annoying. Yeah. So and Noah Wiley's just terrible. I'm sorry, yeah. he's not a good actor. And but there are little things that I liked. And there's a lot of stuff that like kind of doesn't make sense. Like um So at the beginning of this episode if you watch last season, at the end of the season, they see these more these big humanoid type aliens rather than the spidery guys. And they want to make a deal with Noah Wiley's character. They want him to go with them. And if he does, then they'll leave his kid alone or something like that. Right. So he goes with them. And so now he's been gone for three months. And so now he suddenly reappears. And and during the course of the first episode. Should we episode, be giving spoiler? I, don't you think everyone's seen it? Who's going to see it? All right. Let's be more general, though. Okay. So he comes. I'm just going to say he comes back. Okay. Okay. And. He tells the military guy, you know, we need to talk. Now, by this time, we've seen some things that have happened, right? right? So he tells the military guy, we need to talk. And he's like, okay, but right now we need to do this first. Right after that, the rebel guy, Pope, says, do you really trust him? It's like, well, he just said we need to talk. Obviously, he's, he wants to tell him everything that just right. happened. He's not trying to hide anything. But yet they try to put this whole suspicion thing on him. And I don't know. It's, it's so – there's so much – like melodrama in between the alien stuff that it's just, and not done well. No, not done well. Just super, super cheesy. Right. Like I actually wish this had been canceled and Terra Nova was coming back. I don't wish that. No, I'm sure you don't, but Terra Nova had a lot more action in it. I liked it a lot more, but, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's it's really super cheesy. And I'm getting upset because there's very little sci-fi left on. I mean, Fringe is coming back for another season, which is good. Touch, I don't even consider sci-fi, and I, I can't believe it was renewed. 
<laughs> of all the shows we were watching, that's the one that should have been canceled first, and that's right. the one that wasn't canceled. So, whatever. Uh, what else have you been watching? Uh, I checked out a new reality show called The Glass House. Okay. What it is, it's Big Didn't Brother. Did you talk about that before? No. Oh. It just debuted this week. It's essentially Big Brother, but instead of them voting each other off, the the viewers vote the house guests off, and the viewers make choices in what they do. But it's kind of like, you know, the producers give you a choice of three things, so you're not really choosing. But you do get to vote people off. Yes, but it's based on the two that they decide. Oh, okay. not the producers, but like the, the people, people in the, in the house. house, right? Um, which is the same premise as Big Brother, but in Big Brother, they vote each right. other off. Yeah, that's why I could never understand why people like Big Brother because it's like, well, this doesn't have anything to do with me. Um, this could be happening without cameras and the outcome would be exactly the same, basically. Right. No, that's true. You know what I mean? So, um, but I just find that this is, it's first of all, it's such a blatant ripoff and just the personalities they have here are just, eh, yeah, they're not interesting. There's one guy who keeps saying he's going to be the greatest reality villain of all time. So he's just, being mean for the sake of being mean and like it's just it's stupid yeah I think I might give it like one more episode but you know yeah. Big Brother is coming back in July so I look forward to that yeah uh, what else True Blood is back and and good so far very good yeah very good so far although more major human characters are becoming other things so by the end <laughs> nobody will be human nobody will be human yeah right it's kind of weird are they going to reveal that they're like a meteorite hitting Bon Tom or something because like I don't know it seems weird that like nobody is human. I don't know, but it's been really good. Yeah, um, I won't give anything away because are you? I mean, you're starting to look more and more like either a werewolf or a werepanther yeah, or well, a shifter or something. That's the whole thing. Oh, okay. Um, Dallas is back. Are you going for the Alcid look? Is that it? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I better hit the gym. <laughs> uh, and the so stretcher the bars. <laughs> the reboot of uh, Dallas. Yeah, just started last right. week. Yeah, it's really good. Really, I mean, it looks terrible. It's a soap opera. Obviously, yeah. it's a nighttime soap. Yeah, but I'm really enjoying it. It's. I think it was the story is is done really well. I mean, it's soap writing. Yeah. So it's going right. to be melodramatic and yeah. over the top. But it's once a week rather than five times a week. So hopefully there won't be as much redundancy. Right. Well, I mean, that was always the thing with Dallas that, that I mean, because I watched Dallas in the 80s when I was like a teenager. Yeah. Was that uh, things happen kind of fast. So yeah. this is the same way. Right. And I thought Jesse Metcalf was going to be annoying to me, and he's not yet. Yeah. You know, he was on that show, uh, Chase, that we used to watch, uh -huh. and he was really good on that. Yeah. He wasn't he's pretty he, good on this. He too. wasn't like he was in Desperate House. And what I like about the characters that they brought over from, you know, the old Dallas, like yeah. JR and Sue Ellen and Bobby and that, is that they don't just keep them in the same roles like jr i mean obviously they're playing the same characters but jr right now is in a nursing home right and like you know they're not they're not showing jr still like powerful yeah. oil magnet you know right. so um and so, what is what is bobby doing these days bobby is like running south fork ranch he's, he's running a, a center for autistic children no no okay. why would he do that? <laughs> staying with the times um you know but no so far it's really good and but you know it is what it is yeah Oh, maybe but we'll I really it expected to not like it. I thought it was going to be really bad, and, yeah. and it's not. Maybe we'll check it out. Um, I also want to mention, uh, you know, I mentioned last time that I've been watching Arrested Development. It's a nice little thing yeah. when I get into bed to watch an episode or two. Sure. And then I finished it. So I was looking for something else, and Netflix has all of the old Twilight Zones. Okay. With the exception of season four for some reason. I don't How know. many seasons were there? Five. But what? for some reason, season four is missing. I don't know why. You know what? The, you know what's weird about that? You know, because we rented uh, Smallville from Netflix. Uh -huh. 
like season seven, eight, ten, all available on Blu-ray. Nine, not available on Blu-ray. That's weird. It was really weird. Yeah, weird. I don't know the reason that season four is not available. Yeah, it's not. That's strange. Um, but I have to say, so entertaining is just like oh, totally. It's only like twenty-two minutes long. Yeah. So to just pop in a couple episodes and and they're and they're still they're I, done so well. And I have to say, even you know. To watch them so beautifully shot and yeah. pretty crisp, very artistically done. I mean, Rod Serling was was a pretty brilliant guy ahead of his time yeah, because those definitely. episodes still are so clever and entertaining and yeah. surprises. And and, and, and and it's interesting when you watch some of them that you see how much they've affected things that have come after that. You know, other yeah. movies and TV shows and stuff like that that have really been heavily influenced. Well, I've by had them. so much fun just going back and just picking episodes based on their synopses. And did you? Uh, did you lo- wait? Was it Twilight Zone or Outer Limits? The one with the 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 thing on the wing of the airplane? Was that That's Twilight, Twilight Zone? Because remember when Martin Short spoofed that on Saturday Night Live as Ed Grimley? Yeah, <laughs> that was. So I always liked that episode just for that reason. But some of the, I mean, and and so many people who are like mega famous now, oh, yeah. or have been, who you know weren't as well known when they were on that show. Right. It's amazing how many. Well, there big were some stars. big stars then. I mean, Charlton Heston is in yeah, one. Right. Peter Laurie's in one. Yeah. Like, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a classic, great show, and and very deserving of its absolutely status as a classic. Totally holds up. Yeah, just as entertaining now as it was then. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I recommend uh, anyone probably the out there the, who... the 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 least you know contemporary part of it is probably the music, right? Um, because it's just so much different than how people do things now. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, the shows are still. Just very, very entertaining. A lot of fun. Like said. Yeah, I agree. So, totally. recommend that to people who are, you know, want a little something, something. Right. <laughs> uh, we've been watching True Blood season four, which just came out on Blu-ray. So after that's last season. Last season, okay. right? So we just started that, and uh, so let's see, what have we seen? We've we're only a couple episodes into it. We're three or four episodes into it. Um, but I mean, yeah, even already, you know, it's like I think Jason and. Tara are the only main characters who are not something already. Yes. And now we've got where these, you know, hillbilly werepanthers tried to turn Jason into one. I don't even know if that really works. I think they just made him sick from his wounds. I mean, I guess we'll find out, but... Um, I could answer that for you. Yeah, go ahead. It do- he doesn't. Yeah, I He's figured. Still human. Yeah. I figured, because he was saying, I- I'm sick, I feel like I'm dying. And um, yeah, it, Jason is such a great character. Yeah, such a great character because he's just so dumb. And he's re- yeah, but he's really matured over the, right. the course of the four. Right. I mean, well, uh, five we seasons. were like blown away by the fact that the this season takes place a year after the previous season. Right. You know, um, and I like that whole like time displacement thing in Fairyland and stuff like that. I still don't quite get what's going on with the fairies, but I guess we'll find that out. You know, as the season goes on. But so, who is the main bad guy? Is it the witch? Yes. Okay. Okay. I figured. And I have to say, you know, I'm not a huge fan of witch stuff. Like, it's not my favorite paranormal thing, uh-huh. supernatural thing or whatever. But I really like the the older woman who is the head of that Wiccan she circle. She is a great She's actress. She's amazing. Yeah. I mean, even in the few episodes that we've seen already, she's yeah. amazing. Amazing. Wait till you see, because she kind of transforms throughout the season. Right, because I think we just saw her get possessed by the woman from... And when you see her go between being possessed and not being possessed, so talented. Yeah. Yeah, really impressed with her yeah. acting so far. But, you know, the the one thing 
the the show is often so heavy handed. Like uh, right, oh, absolutely, right it's before right before you see her get possessed, you know, Bill is talking to Nan. Is that her name, Nan? The the Vampire League lady, who's always okay. on TV. All right, maybe. So he's talking to Nan, and she goes, you know, why are you wasting your time with this? And he's like, well, do you not remember what happened with the Spanish Inquisition? It's like they say that, and then they show the flashback to the Spanish Inquisition. It's like, well, can you have had a little bit more mystery <laughs> leading up to this? And and it's just, you know, the show is really, really depraved, like to, to the point where I sometimes consider not watching it anymore because it's just it's so unnecessary for right. it to go as far as it does with everything. Right. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, we're still enjoying it. So yeah. I just wish they would release the things like at least a month before the next season comes out so we can watch the season. So live. have you been, well, since you're watching them now, are you TVRing the, or you have, no, on we demand. don't have, we don't we have, have we don't have HBO. Oh, you don't have HBO. No. Cause this oh. is the only thing we would watch on it. Oh, so it's cheaper to buy the DVDs than pay right. for, you know, pay for it every month. So right. whatever. Good point. And we, I suppose we could rent the DVDs. Does Netflix have HBO stuff? I don't know. I'm sure. But anyway, it's still more enjoyable because then we can watch a few episodes at a time and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. But anyway, uh, so that's all I got. Uh, all right. Ready for some yes. miscellaneous. Now, I sent you an email about this. Yes. This is a little disheartening. But, but you already knew this. Not to this extent. Okay. Um, it's no surprise that many to most of what we call reality programming is either staged or scripted, but it was revealed last week that just about everything on the show House Hunters on HGTV is fake. The show features home buyers looking at three potential spaces and making a choice of the three at the end of the program. Well, now it seems that the buyers aren't even approached about appearing on the show until after already closing on a new property. So the whole home search is completely staged. It was also revealed that many of the homes that are featured aren't even ones that are for sale, and there is even talk that some of the homes being shown are owned by friends of the potential buyers. Okay, so let, let's clarify a little bit of this. Um, I, I don't think that it's always staged because, for instance, the, the woman I know who is a real estate agent who was on the show, she didn't say that the whole thing was staged, and she said that her – the reason she was on the show is because some friends of hers were buying a new house and they had, I guess, you know, written in to see if they could be on the show or whatever. Uh, she didn't mention to me that any of that stuff. Okay. So I think it depends on the specifics of the episode. In in this particular case, where this came from was an interview with somebody who had been on the show who was saying that they had already bought their home by the when they talked to the production company. And so they kind of had to scramble to find other houses to look at. And they couldn't find any that were in the area that were in the price range. So they just used their friends' houses a as the other two right. homes. So obviously that was all really faked. Um, but uh, I I'm not surprised by any of that. Um, and and I don't I don't I really only watch international and I, I don't watch it that often anymore. Right. Um, because you know, when the show first started out, the real estate market was totally different than it is now. You know, the market's in the toilet. And you know, people aren't spending as much money, except for people who are really wealthy. And um, 
I, I think since some people have had a bad reaction from people in the public to being on reality shows, there aren't as many people willing to show that much of their personal life right. on TV who have more money. So usually what you see on House Hunters International now are people looking at little condos and things, which aren't nearly as exciting as when people were looking at big, giant villas on a right. mountain overlooking the ocean and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I'm not surprised by, by any of that stuff because I... Again, we've we've known people who have been on these shows, and they've talked about how everything is fake, and um, you know, I guess it doesn't bother me as much. I just want to see. Yeah, cool. and I, have to tell I just you, want to see cool houses. It hasn't right. It hasn't stopped me from looking. I mean, right. th- like you said, I like to see cool houses, and I like the, I like the price attached to it. I like to see right. You know, right, especially per, for the location. I mean, right. it's always amazing to me when they go to Paris, and a eight hundred square foot apartment is. Two million dollars. Right. It's like what? What do people do for a living that they can afford to live in that city? Right. I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, like a a cousin of mine, who's Italian but born and lived in France his whole life, um, just got a job with Nissan in Paris, and he's uh, you know, he's not making a ton of money. Now, granted, he's just an intern, so that's a little bit different because he's still in college. But I mean, I. I don't know how the kid's going to live in Paris. We'll have to live outside of Paris. I guess. Yeah. But still, I mean, it, it's really cool to see the houses, especially to me in other countries. Right. And to see, it's nice to see the scenery, too. Right. You know, and it's kind of fun to see, because a lot of the people who are on that show are not American, so it's kind of nice to see how they react to things compared to how we react to things. Right. And I hate to say it, but I always am kind of a little bit embarrassed when the people when you see the Americans are Americans because there's first of all they're such whiners they expect so much for so little right and like I won't budge on the price but I need to have a pool and uh, right. live on the ocean and have nine bedrooms and right. you know whatever and so so not only that but then they like complain about things that are different it's not just like oh that's cool that's not that's different than the way it is back home right they don't act like that usually it's right. like oh Oh, that's different. That's that's weird. Right. It's like, God, could you be any more of a loser? <laughs> Sorry, it's the way I feel. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. That article about you know how much of that person's experience was right. faked was uh, was really interesting. I thought. Um, the X Factor will premiere its second season on September thirteenth. I'm gonna be busy that season. <laughs> Speaking of the X Factor, recently ousted judge Nicole Scherzinger has just landed a gig as a judge on the UK version of the show, which is really weird. Why would they because... fire her and then put her back on the show well, in a different since country? She was such a terrible judge. Like if it were Paula Abdul, I could understand because she wasn't a bad judge. Yeah, I guess it's just the whole like they don't know her over there, so to her, to them, she's probably more interesting than she is to us. Right. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? Um, I see you've added something here. Yeah, Fringe co-showrunner Jeff. Pinkner is stepping down from his role on the show, and co-showrunner J.H. Wyman will take the reins for the show's fifth and final season. Yeah, so a lot of people were really worried about that, but I think J.H. Wyman has been there, you know, for quite a while, so I'm sure it'll be great. Um, Robert Patrick, best known for his role in Terminator 2, will appear on True Blood this season as Alcide's father. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, not that there was ever a doubt, but Michael Rooker has confirmed that he will return as Merle for the third season of The Walking Dead. So there you also go. There you, you go. There, there, there you, you go, go again, again on your own. Um, Arsenio Hall is returning to Late Night with a new talk show on CBS this fall. Has he learned nothing? Has TV learned nothing? 
He did this once before. It was a complete disaster. Does nobody remember that? Uh, actually, he got really good ratings. It was a terrible show. Not for the terrible people that watched it. Oh, okay. And there's a lot of terrible people nowadays. <laughs> and finally, Portia de Rossi will play Lily Munster in the upcoming series remake. Wow. That's it? Yep. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about movies. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about movies. Do uh, you want to start talking about Prometheus since sure. we have both seen it? We've both seen it. So I saw it at a midnight show the you know the night before it opened, and uh-huh. I saw it in the ETX, which was... Is that like the RPX? It is like the whatever thing you saw, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, was it in 3D? It was in 3D, and it was um, a big curved screen and uh, leather seats with high backs and yeah, all that kind of stuff, thing. you know, better sound. So basically yeah, the same, same thing. thing. Now, uh, one one cool thing at this theater is, this is at Randhurst, by the way, um, towards the back of the theater, the last, I don't know, 10, 15 rows, there are, on each side, there are three booths that have this sort of pie-shaped table mm-hmm. with seats around it that looks you know, out onto the screen diagonally. And they're all the way at the edges. So it's kind of cool because they'd be crappy seats anyway. So now you're kind of watching at an angle, which is probably a little bit better than if you were facing straight ahead all the way at the end. Right. Um, And then at the very back, there's like a balcony with seats that are even bigger than the normal seats in the rest of the theater and that have like four feet of leg room. Um, But they don't recline. And I don't know. And that's not good. No. And and it's way too high up. It's like at the top of the screen. So I don't like looking down on a movie screen. I like to be right, right at eye level with the middle of the screen, basically. Right. Um, but 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 I saw it again with Amy a couple of days later, and we saw it in the same theater and sat in the middle, and that was much more enjoyable. Plus, when you're all the way in the back, you don't get the surround sound because the right. sound's not around you. Right. It's all in front of you. Right. So anyway. Um, all right. So let's talk about the movie. What would you think? Loved it. Yeah. Now, see, you didn't at first. No, I didn't dislike it. I liked it. But uh, it's one of those movies that I thought about a long time. Like, it stayed with me. And, right. And right. the more I thought about it, the more I really liked it. Yeah, and now me I too. Love it. Me too. And it's funny because somebody somebody who I know who saw it who hated it um, sent me a link to this video that somebody made of, like, all the, the holes in the movie and stuff like that. And I watched that video, and it's actually really funny. And, and a lot of them are totally valid, but you could say that about pretty much any movie. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I grant that there are some issues with the storyline. Um, like, okay, here are a couple of things that, uh, let's don't start off. Don't spoil anything. Don't spoil anything? No. Okay. Well, I got, we'll talk about it later then. I mean, can't you be general? No, not with the things I was going to say. Okay. So, um, well, well, what do you want to talk about then that's not going to give them anything away? I mean, first of all, I thought it was beautifully shot. Absolutely. I mean, the scenery was gorgeous. I thought... Um, and I liked the type of creepiness and scariness that was in the movie. I like that it wasn't CGI laden where it's just, you know, right. Shot really quick and like everything is shiny and, and just manufactured looking. Right. I mean, there was obviously a lot of CGI in it, but it didn't didn't look like it. Right. Didn't look like what you would. I mean, the sets and stuff were obviously built and yeah. Right. I think so. Yes. As far as I know. I'm sure. Um, and you know, the, the, Aliens were not the, you know, creepy aliens, but the other civilization. Right. Uh, you know, those were real people. They weren't CGI. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because there's pictures and videos online of them doing the makeup on those guys. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I had assumed they were CGI. 
Um, but uh, I thought the story was cool. You know, I think one of the big complaints about the story is that some of the stuff about the origins of all this stuff were very, very vague and were inconsistent. My Here's my theory, is that there's going to be another movie, and this is why they've been saying that this isn't an alien prequel, because there's going to be a sequel to this that's actually going to be a direct prequel to the first alien movie. Because if you think about some of the things about this movie, where it took place, uh, what some of the things that happened at the very end of the film, there's still a gap between this right. movie and Alien. And so I think they're going to make another movie that's going to fill that gap. And so they weren't really lying when they said, is this a prequel to Alien? Because it's not. It's sort of a prequel to the prequel right. of Alien. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And did you get that same sense? Yes. Watching it? Yeah. So, um, well, what what do you want to talk about that? Because I don't want to spoil anything that you think should um, be spoiled. I mean, you pretty much said it all. Yeah, I mean, you you know the basic premise from the commercials. You know, they find these clues having to do with the civilization, and they go to find them because they think they're going to discover the origins of humanity. And, uh, and then be careful what you wish for. And then be careful what oh. you wish for, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's it? That's all we're going to say? <laughs> All right. All right. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, So I went to see Rock of Ages. Yeah. Did you love it? Hated it. Really? It's terrible. Really? And what's terrible is you realize within the first five minutes how terrible it is. Wow. I wonder if it's, it's just a chick flick then because I've terrible. heard from a lot of people that they really liked You're it a lot. You're kidding. I can't believe no. that anyone would like it. No, I heard Ugh. a lot of people really loved it. It's so bad. But they were all women. They were all women. So I think Amy might be going to see it tonight. There's this group of girls who, I should say girls, but women. Uh, in our neighborhood, uh-huh. uh, who one Thursday out of every month meet at a theater nearby to go see a you know a selected movie, and I think that's the movie tonight. To hear what? She well, did. she saw the play and she really liked it. With uh, well, I've heard from people who with, saw the play with and Constantine Maroulis and say that, and he's in the movie too. Very short. Oh, because because Tom Cruise plays the character that he plays in the play, right? Uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I never saw the play, yeah. but I have talked to people who've seen the play and the movie, and they say that like you can't even compare the two. Oh, the play is great and the movie sucks. The play sucked. is great and yeah. the movie's terrible. Well, it'll be interesting. The movie's just very sugar-coated, and it's very... Uh, I'm sure the play, everyone can sing in the play, whereas yeah. in the movie, that's not the case. Oh, okay. See, I kind of wanted to see the movie because I heard the music was really good. No, that, that's one of the big disappointments. Oh, okay. I mean, a lot of the songs are I sung mean, I, by... I mean, I heard that the music in the play was really good, and so I figured it would be well, good I mean, it's the, the same songs, the but yeah. I'm just saying the performances... Are not great. I mean, they're, they're all songs that you know from the 80s. Right. Um, and, and I do like some of the mashups where they take two songs and, you know, yeah, mash them up. Right. <laughs> Hence the name. <laughs> Here's my thing. If you're going to put Mary J. Blige in Mary your movie, you want to make sure that the people singing songs with Mary J. Blige can sing maybe a 10th as good as Mary J. Blige. Yeah. When you have Mary J. Blige singing, I mean, cause Mary J. Blige blows everyone else in the movie away as far as singing abilities. Okay. I mean, by far. But when you're, which is funny because don't we usually talk about how she's not that great of a singer? She's an amazing singer. Are you oh, kidding? She I've is? never said that. Oh, no, okay. she's one of the best singers we have. Oh, okay. Easily. Maybe it's just the songs that are no good. Perhaps. Well, that's your opinion. Yeah. Um. But when she's singing these songs, and I think I think it's really cool that she's singing like you know, White Snake. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sung by Mary J. Blige. Right. But all of these songs are sung by a variety of characters. So you have Mary J. Blige just killing like a verse of a song, right. and then it's followed by Paul Giamatti singing the next verse of the song. <laughs> It's terrible. Or Alec Doesn't Baldwin. Doesn't or Alec up. Baldwin, who can't now, sing either. Now, see, somebody somebody was telling me, wow, I can't believe how great of a singer Alec Baldwin is. 
who's this person? I don't remember. Name him now. No, I don't remember who told me that. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. And then, of course, the acting's really campy and just like you know what it is. It's like the cast of Glee, but not as talented. Do Rock of Ages? Right. It's very Glee and like sugarcoated yeah. and and like. Although yeah. there's there's some slightly sexual. Is there any kind of story? Or not really? Yeah. But, I mean, it's a t- typical, predictable story. Yeah. And I have to say, I was really looking forward to seeing Tom Cruise because those scenes you see of Tom Cruise performing, are he's he's great. I mean, I, I was really impressed. But then the parts where he's acting and speaking, not good. Very not so good. Not good. But the performances that he does are, are really Yeah, crazy because I really liked him last year in uh, the new Mission Impossible. You know, he's he could be a good actor. Oh, he is a great actor. But just, just like in, in uh, War of the Worlds, I mean, he was terrible in that. Yeah. Terrible. Um, I don't know. I just, it's just funny when you see it, like the first five minutes are so campy bad that you're like, oh my God, this is going to, I mean, you just, th- this is going to suck. <laughs> there were moments that were, that were good and little nods, you know, to people who really follow that kind of music. Like for example, I don't mind giving anything away about this movie, but, um, there's one part where the, uh, the main male lead who I'd never seen him in anything before. He was average. I mean, wasn't that great a singer, but, but he actually you didn't know his name. Diego something. Oh, okay. I had never seen him anything. Um, but he tells, Oh, from the cartoons? What? Go Diego Go, that guy? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, he's related to... Uh, Thomas uh, the Train? Dora the Explorer. <laughs> he's her cousin. Because, <laughs> um, so you, you know, w- cartoon characters have to have cousins, like Shaggy and Scooby, uh, Shaggy and uh, Tinker from Speed Buggy. Uh-huh. You can't just oh, they draw... were cousins? Yeah. That's why they looked exactly the same, except Tinker didn't have the beard. Uh, and had a different accent. That's interesting. Yeah. Really? You couldn't draw a new character? I just don't But, know. I mean, there were anyway. little nods to that era. Like, you'd always see something. Whenever they're singing a song, you'd see something that kind of alluded to the group that originally sang that song. Oh, okay. And there were, like, original. I mean, like, there were Def Leppard songs in the movie sung by Def Leppard. Oh, Def Leppard were in the they're movie? They're not in the movie, no. But, oh. I mean, it's the actual song. Oh, I see what you're saying. But then, right, then right, you have right. Tom Cruise singing Pour Some Sugar on Me. So, right. you know. It went back and forth. But, um, Did but, anyone actually do that then? What? Pour some sugar on him? No. Like a huge like dump truck just... Cause then, no, but he kind of acted as if that was happening to oh, him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Method acting. Nice. <laughs> but, I mean, for example, there's one part where uh, the main guy tells Julian Huff, oh, I, ever since we met, I started writing a song, and then he starts singing Don't Stop Believing. So right. you're supposed to believe that he wrote the song. But in the meanwhile, he's wearing a Journey Escape t-shirt, which right. is the album that that song comes from. And the song was, you know, the the big thing that got people to notice Glee, too, and that was three years ago. Well, that was interesting that I'm like, oh, well, this has already been done in the same style. Because right. they do it, like, the same way at the end of the movie. That's really weird. But uh, uh, I just, I was disappointed. I mean, yeah. I didn't expect to, you know, see a fantastic film, but right. I expect it to be a little more entertaining and not so campy. Right. But right. whatever. It is what it is. Uh, you have okay. seen a lot of movies. I have seen a lot of movies. So we saw Snow White and the Huntsman, which I really enjoyed. I don't think I liked it as much as you did, but uh, but I did enjoy it. Um, don't you agree, though, that the, the worst part was Kristen Stewart cast as Snow White? Um, Just because of her broody nature. Well, here, I, I you know, I didn't really have a problem with the nature of her character only because it was so set from the very beginning of the movie when she was a, a, a baby that she was this kind of strong, very willful character. So that didn't bother me as much because there's nothing about Snow White that needs to be passive and 
and docile. But I'm not saying that she needs but, to be But that. here's the problem, is that Charlize Theron is so beautiful to me that you have to have somebody who just, like, blows her away looks-wise, and I don't think Kristen Stewart is that person. I mean, and, and we heard other other people saying this as the movie got out. It's like, well, she wasn't prettier than Charlize Theron. No, but I think it was more than just pretty. It was more like... Not really. It was pretty much all about vanity and looks. I mean, that was the whole thing. It was all about youth and vanity and looks. And the queen was crazy. Yeah. I like that they made her crazy. Like, I like that it wasn't just, oh, I want to be the prettiest. It was like right. she was nuts. Because, you know, the mirror wasn't really talking to her, which right. I thought was great that we yeah. got to see that. Right. Um, my biggest problems were were the the queen's brother. I didn't like that character, how he was so meek and submissive to her, but like this badass fighter when he was out in the field. Like, I didn't... They never really gave us enough in between those two right. things to tie them together. Okay. And I didn't like that. And, um, and, and, and I hated, okay. So they changed a little bit of the story in the original story. It's an old beggar woman who gives her the poison right. apple, uh, cause she's been wandering through the forest hungry. Um, and in this one, it's her long lost love who she's reunited with from her childhood who gives her the apple. And, you know, and she, she takes the apple and then she spoiler alert she, by the way yeah if she, nobody cares that has <laughs> that the, if they want to see the movie they've already seen it so she kisses him and then she starts to eat the apple and then she gets sick right right there was no reason for her to kiss him because she was falling in love with the huntsman right and she already knew that um and well the other issue too is that it's not i mean now we're spoiling everything it's not him who wakes her up. Right, from right, her right, sleep. right. It's, it's the, the queen disguises him. But then at the end, she doesn't end up with the huntsman. Well, and that's the whole thing. It's like she she knew that she had fallen in love with him. It was the huntsman's kiss who wakes her up from her poisoned sleep. But between the time that he wakes her up and the end of the movie, there is no interaction between right. the two of them at all. <laughs> None. There's nothing. And at the end of the movie, when she's now the new queen, and but remember, as I said a couple episodes ago, there will be a sequel. For sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so she's now the queen, and the huntsman, and there's like this big ceremony, like at the end <laughs> of Star Wars. He's all the way in the And back. he's all the way, the, and she's like looking around to see if she's there. He's there because you know she's in love with him, and she sees him finally all the way at the back, standing behind some benches, and he kind of like just looks at her, and she kind of smiles, so like, oh, thank God, the man I love is here. But for the last fourth of the movie, <laughs> they didn't talk to each other. They never acknowledged that they were in love with each other. They didn't right. even hold hands. They never kissed or anything. I mean. It was, like that part of it bugged me that yeah. there was no interaction. I, I wanted to see a little something I get that. so that they both knew that they felt that way without having to. It didn't need to be heavy handed, but there needed to be some acknowledgement by both of them. Right. I get that. But um, so that's that's kind of what bugged me. But it was really cool to look at. There were right. some really cool effects. The action and, scenes I thought were great. Yeah, they were great. I yeah. love the scene in the forest. Like the black forest was like yeah. or the dark forest or whatever it was, was like just weird. And, right. and the dwarves were great. Um, I thought I really liked the dwarves and uh, it was weird though that they were all like normal sized actors whose heads had right. been put on these dwarves which was odd but extremely well done like I talked to people who saw the movie and uh, they didn't even know that's what was going on they just <laughs> thought they were all dwarves for real yeah so uh, so that was good um, let's see what else did we see we saw Men in Black 3 which uh, was my favorite of the three of them. Okay. It was a really, really good story, like a very touching, nice story, um, which had, unfortunately, one 
ridiculously huge plot flaw in it that basically ruined the whole movie if you care but i didn't care because it was fun and it was it was a really like i said it was a really sweet story i liked it a lot um do you want me to go into it or i don't think i'm going to because it's, it's pretty new it's still, fairly right? new, yeah yeah but um if you like the other two you will probably like this one even more that's all i'm saying about that okay. um and then we saw contraband which was with mark Wahlberg and uh what's her name from the underworld movies um, Bosworth? No, Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale? You had the I first confused, name right. I confuse those all <laughs> They the time. are nothing alike. Um, so he's uh, he's sort of an ex-criminal who uh, he has a his, – his his wife's brother is still living that life. Is that and, Giovanni Ribisi? No, Giovanni Ribisi is the bad guy. And I'll tell you right now, he was an excellent bad guy. He was such a total scary dirtbag. Um, and so kind of like in, in, uh, gone in 60 seconds, the brother, you know, has to help out the, the younger sibling get out of trouble by going back to a life of crime. You know, it's that kind of whole story. And, um, you know, it was pretty good. It was, you know, if you like that kind of movie, it was a good, it was a good version of that. Um, cause Mark, Mark Wahlberg's character was very patient and clever and smart. You know, that's how he was able to get out of the business without getting in trouble really. And so, uh, so it was kind of cool the way that he, you know, helped his brother get out of it, like right. how he orchestrated things to to get out of trouble at the end. Um, but I mean, there were some, there were some. It was pretty intense in parts. There were some pretty scary, um, you know, intense scary elements in the story. I thought. And then we also watched. Speaking of Kate Beckinsale, we watched um, uh, the new, uh, the latest Underworld movie, Underworld Awakening. So in all the previous movies, it was the vampires and the lichens fighting each other. Well, in this one, humans have discovered the existence of both and are now ah. trying to eradicate them. Ah. And so it was kind of their fight against humanity. That is the awakening. And unfortunately, it was really late at night, and I fell asleep during a few so parts it of it. not the I, awakening. It was the It was the, a sleepening <laughs> for me. But uh, from what I saw, I enjoyed it as much as the other ones. I've never seen any of them. Um, they're, they're fun. They're, you know. Mindless. Yeah. And then we also start watching Sherlock Holmes, Game of Thrones, right? Game, Game of Shadows, Shadows. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> too many games. And uh, so far it was good. I really liked it. But again, it was late at night. And we both started falling asleep. So we have to go back and watch it again. But uh, from what we saw so far, I don't know why it didn't do as well as the first one. I don't know. Because a, a lot of people love the first one. Weren't a lot of complaints, though? It was like just like seeing the first one, like been there, done that? Uh, it didn't feel like that to me. Oh, yeah? One, like one of the it. big differences is that he meets Moriarty, like meets him in a civil atmosphere right at the beginning of the movie, basically. I mean, not too far into the beginning of the movie. Right. He, um, you know, Moriarty wants to meet him, and so they go and they have a meeting, and they're talking about stuff. Like at the Starbucks? Yeah, it was basically, it was pretty much like the Starbucks of the day, right? you know, I would say. It's interesting. There's no barista, per se, but no, it was at Moriarty's office at whatever school he was a professor at. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll go back and watch the rest of that. That was pretty good so far. So uh, what else you got? <laughs> I got some miscellaneous. All right, why don't you do that? Um, Jim Carrey has dropped out of the Dumb and Dumber sequel, which is Smart and Smarter. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's not the name of the sequel. That's no. Smart and Smarter on Jim on Carrey's part, behalf. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no word yet on whether the project is still alive. And what's the other guy's name? Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. He and has not dropped on that out. new HBO show that looks really good, actually, called Newsroom. That starts this week. I haven't seen that. We'll talk about that next time. I'll check okay. it out. 
full feature film based on Sesame Street is in the works. Oh, come on. It's nothing sacred. Right? But, I mean, they're using the everything Sesame Street. I mean, they're using all those people. It's not like a reboot of Sesame Street. Is Rita Moreno going to be in it? Uh, that's Electric Company. Oh, whatever. No, was it? She was on Electric Company. No, she was on Sesame Street, wasn't she? Both? She was on both? I'm pretty sure. Wasn't she, I'm positive she was on Electric Company. Look her with up. Morgan Freeman. Remember Morgan Freeman was on Electric Company too? I don't remember that. I remember Sesame Street and Zoom. I mean, I remember Electric Company, but I, I thought she I thought she was on... It was right here, Electric Company. First I, no, thing, I get that. I first get that. thing under her thing. I get that. She wasn't first on Sesame Street? First thing under her thing. Because weren't there some famous people on Sesame Street? No. No? No. They, they, I think they... I mean, yes, they come on as themselves and just like talk to Elmo about like the letter C. Oh, or the but like P. she wasn't like but a lady the people in, the who lived in the neighborhood. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Those they they purposely didn't pick famous people because they wanted you to feel like they were part of you the know, neighborhood, the neighborhood, and your family. Oh, I gotcha. But those people that are on it now are going to be in the movie, so it's not like it's going right. to be a reworking or reimagining. Right. The bird isn't going to be like a it, rap star. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. But I mean, I who's seen Sesame Street in thirty years anyway? We don't know what's happening on there anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this is interesting. Justin Timberlake is in talks to appear in a movie based on the TV hit Baywatch. And this is interesting. How <laughs> is he going to be one of the girls? It's so stupid. <laughs> or is he going to no, be probably in a the... David Hasselhoff's character? That's crazy. He's like three feet shorter than him, isn't he? <laughs> isn't he shorter than him? I don't know. I don't know. How tall is JT? I don't know. Do you watch America's Got Talent at all? No. We watched a couple minutes of that the other night uh, while we were eating dinner. I find that to be harmless fun. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fine. It's the harmful fun that you got to be aware. You got you got to yeah. watch out for it. Yeah. You know what show I never talk about on the show, but I watch it whenever I'm home and it's on, and I'm just entranced by it. Is Shark Tank? Um, I I'm, really enjoy that show. I've never seen that, but I think you're aware of it though. Yeah, I think that they may have because you know one of my cousins does PR for a an aquarium in uh, on Long Island. Uh-huh. Um, coincidentally, the Long Island Aquarium. Wow. And um, I believe they may have done an episode either with them or there, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. Maybe I'm thinking of that I'm show. I'm so entranced by it every time it's I on. Know. I love it. Yeah. Like I could sit and watch it for hours and. Be Is that the one where they just go in with the sharks? No. It's where they have like a uh, they've invented something and they go. Oh in no, I've never seen that. That's formal. not what I'm talking about. Oh. I was talking about tanked. That's what it is oh, no. about aquariums. No, this is where like someone invents something and they go in front of four like it's Mark Cuban and a couple other guys. Oh, to see if they want to buy their thing. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Because it's not only about the product, but it's about like their negotiation with them. Right. Like sometimes people like, you know, they'll just be too big for the britches and then they'll ruin what could have been a great deal for them. And they'll walk and away will, with nothing. Will, will Mark Cuban use that phrase? You know, I think you're too big for your britches, son. <laughs> with his transcontinental accent. <laughs> but I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, uh, where were we? Uh, Adam Sandler is producing a Tonka Trunks movie. <laughs> By the God. way, I, I met trucks, not trunks. <laughs> Tonka Trucks, yeah. Wow. That's just crazy. And and the next one is crazy. Uh, a new version of George Orwell's 1984 is currently in development. 1984. I have an interesting story about Tonka Trucks. It's a little 1984, don't you think? I have an interesting story about Tonka Trucks, and I yeah. think I could tell this story. Uh, one of my old regulars. Wow. 
yeah. one of my old regulars who was a multimillionaire. Yeah. Um, Blew it all on Tonka trucks? No, his last name oh. was Tronka, and his Tonka? dad invented the Tonka trunk. The Tonka, what truck. can I say that? I don't know. Tonka truck. Like he, he made like the first one and uh, and sold it to whoever owned Tonka truck back at yeah, the very back beginning. Yeah, the day. Yeah. At the very beginning. But always had a little share of it. And, uh, but the son, the guy who I used to wait on, who now is like in his 60s. Yeah, yeah. Um, never knew about it for his whole life. And this money was. Because their last name was Tronka? Going into an account. Okay. It was this money was just. You said their last name was Tronka, right? Tronka. Okay. So, yeah, he wouldn't have known because it's not the same name. Right. Right. So this money was going into an account. Yeah. And he never knew about it until his dad died. Wow. How much was there? He's a multimillionaire. Wow. Not amazing. Well, yeah, I mean Tonka trucks. And he was the nicest guy. I should look him up because they were they were they were like the you know I mean that was the toy that every boy wanted right. as a kid, and they still make cool stuff. Your yeah. son probably did. actually I bought your son yeah, some Tonka a big trucks. dump truck that he yeah. loves. He loves it. Um, I'm gonna need that back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. That is weird. Uh, Will Smith has stated that he will not appear. Well, wait, wait, wait. Why would you do a new version of 1984? It's 2012. Right? I know. That's what's so weird. I mean, what? I don't know. You it can't makes... call it 1984 anymore. <laughs> Nobody's going to watch it. This is what could have happened right. if we were in the 60s right. and thought that stuff now we know was what happened happening then. Right. And wait, what? I mean, I don't get it. You know, this one, though, has Tina Turner in the Thunderdome. Is is it going to be called, like, 2024 or something? I don't know. I mean, I don't get it. I don't, that's that's all I got. We're already there, though. I mean, we're already there. We've we've actually hit that point now, I think. Don't you think? I mean, Big Brother's going on like it's 12th season. I'm not talking about that, Big Brother. But you know what I mean? I mean, you know, it's like the government could tap into all of our, the traffic cams. They could probably tap into our cell phone cameras that we don't know about. You know what I mean? May I move on? Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, we don't well, care about our freedoms. <laughs> well, Smith has stated that he will not appear in a sequel for I Am Legend because, and I quote, he doesn't want to be that sequel guy. Meanwhile, go see Men in Men Black, Black 3. Three. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Um, the next Hunger Games will film, I'm sorry, the next Hunger Games film will be partially shot in IMAX. I think I'm the only person in the world who just does not care about that. I never care Did about that. I don't want to see. Dark Knight IMAX. No. Really cool. No, because every time I've seen an IMAX movie, it has been a less than pleasant experience. But have you seen a movie shot in IMAX? Yeah, the IMAX movies. And you don't like those? Oh, I think those are cool. Oh, not usually. I like the Omnimax ones. Those are cool. That's all around you. Yeah, that's like the dome, oh. where it's like almost three sixty. You oh. know, it's like three. Well, it's it's like the top half of 360. It's like the northern hemisphere of 360. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, it's all the way around you. Uh, I don't know, yeah, maybe I'll go see one of them. But it's just, and it's like, what's all this partial stuff? If you're gonna do it in IMAX, do the whole thing, so you don't go back and forth. That's what I don't like is the idea of going back and forth between regular and IMAX. It's like, just yeah. But you know what? When I saw the Dark Knight in in IMAX and it went back and forth, I didn't really notice it. But then, what's the point of doing it? That's my whole point. I, I mean, get it. Okay, let me take that back. You notice it, but it's not disturbing. Yeah. I mean, the, the scenes that were shot, I mean, you can tell which scenes are going to be in IMAX and which scenes are not. I mean, obviously, the, the scenes that are like the big action scenes, those are shot in IMAX. But then the scenes where they're just like in an office talking, there's no reason for yeah. that to be in IMAX. I mean, because yeah. it's expensive. Mm. 
I don't get it. Just embrace it. Okay. I can't. I can't. And finally, the Wachowski Brothers' upcoming sci-fi pick, Cloud Atlas, will be released on October 26th of this year, which sounds really cool, but then the film stars Tom Hanks, Halle Berry, and Susan Sarandon. (laughs) This is like your parents' matrix? (laughs) What is that all about? Does anyone know what it's about? No, nothing. No. Well, that's good. At least it's not a just... Well, but what's interesting is that's just a few months away, and we've heard nothing about it. Well... Didn't they kind of do that with The Matrix? Mm. Remember, Matrix kind of took us by surprise, didn't it? I don't think so. I think what took us by surprise was that it was actually really, really good. good. Yeah. Because I, re- I remember seeing the previews for a long time. You and I saw that for the first time together. Yeah. That was we great. That like, was a that great was experience. Yeah. It's like when we saw, and I think you even commented on this, when we saw The Terminator together for the first time. How you realized that you were seeing something that was really, really cool and, right. you know, important in the grand scheme of stuff and things. Right. Uh, is that it for movies? That's all I got. All right, we're gonna take a quick. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about everything else. Thank okay. you very much. Okay. Goodbye. Okay, we're back, and it's time to talk about everything else. The you mash up the moosh, moosh, mooshy, moosh, moosh. My time wasted is moosh. Mike's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start charging him. Um, Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman designed a special Hyundai Elantra coupe for Comic Con called the Hyundai Zombie Survival Machine. It was then built by a company called Designcraft and features a spiky cow catcher, lots of lights, a CB radio. And other items designed to help fend off zombies in a post-apocalyptic world. So it'll be at Comic-Con if you're going to see it. If you're going to go there and you're a Walking Dead fan, you can see it in person. And then you will have remembered that you heard about it here. You go, oh, yeah. Uh, Microsoft has announced that Windows Phone 8, also releasing later this year like Windows 8, will be designed at its core to natively interact with Windows 8. Features like tap-to-share, offline maps, and secure SIM-based mobile wallet are just the tip of the iceberg in terms of other features Windows 8 or Windows Phone 8 will offer. Um, and that's really cool. I, I love all that, like, tap-to-share stuff and all that. That's that's such a great idea. And um, the offline maps is really cool. So, like, you know, they own Bing, and Bing has its own maps, which I think are actually really good. Um, but they're ditching those to use Nokia maps on Windows Phone 8 because I guess Nokia maps has an offline mode where even if you can't get a cell signal, the maps still work somehow. How does that work? I don't know. I don't know. It's very that supposedly works. And then I like the idea of the secure SIM-based mobile wallet, too. So you can do monetary transactions that are based on your SIM so that even if you get a new phone, you can just stick your SIM in it and all your stuff is still on there, which is really cool. Um, so this is, this is kind of the big news lately. Microsoft has unveiled the Surface, which is a Windows 8-powered tablet to be released later this year to rival the iPad. It has a laptop-type display, USB 3.0, DisplayPort, microSD, and a kickstand. The touch cover is similar to Apple's smart cover in that it's magnetic, but different in that it includes a keyboard and a trackpad-type surface. Two different versions will be available, and in two different capacities each, with the highest being 128 gigs. So there's one that's powered by ARM processors, and that'll be in 32 and 64 gig capacities, and one that's powered by Intel processors, which will be 64 and 128. Um, and I think the Intel one will probably be about 800 bucks, but it'll be, but you know, it's running full windows, which is really cool. Really cool. And I think it's got a higher resolution screen. So too. it's like a tablet laptop. 
Yeah, except the smart cover is just a magnetic one that comes off like the Apple one. Right. So, you know, you can use it as a tablet. And I think it has a stylus if you want to do, like, more artsy kind of stuff, too, and handwriting and all that sort of thing. Um, but people are saying the first impressions hands-on that it's amazing. They're saying it's really, really nicely made and very well done in terms of how the tablet experience works on there. Uh, construction of the Sea Orbiter will finally begin this October. The $43 million, 200-foot-tall ocean research vessel will see half of its height above the water and half below. It'll be moved around by ocean currents and, for the most part, will be powered by air, wave, and solar power. Scientists will live aboard and study oceany stuff for months at a time. That's really cool because it's almost like a, a 20-foot skyscraper that's half under and half out of the water. It's really, really cool Can looking. they steer it? A little bit. En- enough to not crash into stuff. Okay. Um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really have much propulsion, so it just kind of floats around. So hopefully they won't need to do a lot of steering, but, you know, hurricanes, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, a company called BSB in China is planning to erect the world's new tallest building called Sky City One in 90 days. This company makes prefab buildings, and somehow they're going to make this prefabricated structure and put it together in three months. It's going to start at the end of this year, and it should be done by February of next year. And Isn't it was that... built by the Backstreet Boys? Uh, well, they will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> uh, it'll be taller than the Burj Khalifa by about 30 feet. That's the one in uh, in Dubai. Dubai. Right. Uh, the Air Force's X-37B robotic space plane landed the other day after more than 15 months in space. It's a long time in space. That is crazy. And speaking of space, speaking and of being space, in space a long time, long time, Voyager 1 is about to become the first man-made object to leave our solar system. 34 years and 11 billion miles from when and where it started, Voyager 1 is on the edge of the heliosphere and will soon be outside of the area of effect of our sun a.k.a. into interstellar space. It'll be the first time anything we've made has actually gone out that far How do far we know that that's where it is? Um, well, it's still sending back, you know, telemetry data. Really? Yeah. It's able to do that from that far? And 34 years old. NASA knows how to make something, don't they? Um, so, yeah, it, it takes a while to get back. I think it takes 16 hours for each transmission to reach us. But um, it's still sending back telemetry data, and they can tell by the makeup of the stuff around it um, and certain types of solar radiation, stuff like that, that have been increasing exponentially in the last few months that is getting to the edge of, of that, uh, what's called the heliosphere, which is the, you know, again, the area of effect of our sun. Um, so that'll be interesting, I guess. What if once it reaches the edge, it just like explodes and destroys our entire solar system? It can't do that. What if it does? It can't. Maybe it can I don't think you can. <laughs> that can't happen. <laughs> Although aliens might just grab it and throw it back at us. Who knows? I mean, you just never know with those guys. Now they'll know where to find us. They already know where to find us. They were on the moon when we landed. Don't you know that? <laughs> you know how many astronauts have said that? How many NASA astronauts have said that they were there when they landed? Here Neil comes, Armstrong. Here comes Lou's conspiracy theory corner. It's not a conspiracy. There's nobody saying that anyone's against someone else. But even Neil Armstrong said that when they first landed on the moon, there were aliens there. And plenty of other astronauts, like a dozen astronauts, have said the same thing, that they've seen them, dealt with them, all that kind of stuff. It's not really a conspiracy. It's not like they're saying they're going to do anything to us. (laughs) Just saying they were there. Uh, Vizio, this is really cool. Vizio has just released a set of computers, two laptops and two all-in-one desktops, all with really great specs, great looks, no bloatware, and no branding stickers. So there's no, like, crappy software on them. 
they a lot of people are saying they look every bit as good as like the MacBook Air and the best of the Sony Vios and all that kind of stuff. Um, but they're going to be a lot cheaper. Like there, there's the all-in-one computer, which looks really cool. The 27-inch version is only like 1,100 bucks. Does it have a Minesweeper? Uh, I believe that comes with Windows. Yeah. Oh, it'll have Windows. Well, what else would it run? Linux. <laughs> no. No, and they're available now. Um, I think only one of the laptops is available right now. The other three are going to be released pretty soon. But you can get them at places like uh, even Target's going to be selling them. Costco. Uh, Amazon, Costco, I believe. Pretty much any place that sells Vizio products. By the way, I know you're probably not interested in this because you Here are, we go. Here we go. You are a single gentleman. However, I guess a couple of years ago, these guys made a video called The Dad Life, which is like a rap video. Did you ever see that? No. It's really funny. If you go onto the YouTube and you are, in fact, out there listening right now and you are a father and you haven't seen it, look up The Dad Life on YouTube and make sure you get the one that is about two minutes and 54 seconds long because there's a shorter version that has one of the best moments cut out of it. Um, so look for the one that's like 254, 255. It's really, really funny and very well done. And anyone who's a dad will very much appreciate it. It's really funny. I don't appreciate that at all. Um, there's a part <laughs> where the guy says, keep your peanut butter fingers off my 50 inch Vizio. Pop up the corn, put on the Disney videos. And then they show him crying to somebody singing a whole new world in a Disney video. It's pretty funny. But um, is that the best part? Uh, it's one of the good parts. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, all right. Well, you know what this is now. This brings us to the point in the show where we reveal our votes for the best and unfortunately the worst moments <laughs> since the last podcast. Please, Tony, please. Will you give us your worst? Uh, that would be the first five minutes of Rock of Ages when I realized <laughs> it was really that, that bad. Huh? Just, oh, my God. It's so bad. Oh, no. When I had just wasted Ugh. two hours and ten dollars of my life. Hey, at least it wasn't Pierce Brosnan singing again. Right. True. So but I didn't that. make that mistake. <laughs> oh, you never saw that? No. Oh, okay. I didn't either. Um, for me, the worst is easily the True Blood Blu-rays. They have got to be the worst designed, worst implementation of any Blu-ray TV series I have ever seen. That's a... It's terrible. They're ever terrible. Ever in the world that has been? Ever in the world that has been. Whoever made these discs seriously should be fired. They need to get new people. First of all, all the writing is teeny, teeny, tiny. So unless you're watching on a giant screen, it's like impossible to read some parts of the menu. Oh, really? And then um, another weird thing is that there are no chapters. So if you started watching an episode and stopped, you have to go back and fast forward through it or skip, you know, manually chapter to chapter. There's Does no your, there's no chapter index. Your DVD player doesn't automatically bookmark. It does. The discs won't let you do that. Come on. The disc automatically goes back to the menu no matter what. Because on other discs we put in there, it starts up where we left off. On this one, always goes back to the menu. That's part of the other problem. So then there's no chapter index, so you can't just pick the chapter you want to start off. You have to like visually go through and just hit the button over and over until you get to the right place. Um, and then what was the other thing? Oh, so the first disc, you know how many episodes are on the first disc? Two. Two episodes. <laughs> Why are there only two episodes? It's an hour long, if that, right? All right. It's an hour. Okay. So then when you go to select an episode, it lists all the episodes for the entire series. Even though there's only two on the disc. Right. And so then you pick episode four and it says, please put in disc three. Why are they on there? Why are they on there? <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's it, seriously, it's the worst. And it's this way for all their seasons? All, I mean, so far, I mean, we watched season three on Blu-ray. Now we're watching season four and it's the same way. 
they're just terribly designed and terribly Im- implemented. They're so terrible. And I still hate the opening sequence. <laughs> it is, it's got to be the worst opening sequence of an, in a TV bad. show ever. The song is terrible. The visuals are terrible and have nothing to do with the show. You never notice that? Yeah. They show like sea creatures. What, what, what does that have to do with anything? Swampy, swampy land. So what is going on with the fairies? I don't get it. Are they beautiful or are they hideous? Uh, or are they both? They they visit a little more later in the season, but okay. not enough that you're going to get your answer. Really? Yeah. So they're just kind of hideous, but they look beautiful because they're fairies? I don't want to remember. And it's weird that they call the fairy land where they come from fairy. They just call it fairy. Oh. Are you coming back to fairy? No, I don't want to go back to fairy. that's spelled F-A-E-R-I-E or F-A-I-R-Y. I don't think it matters as long as you say it right. You know what I mean? And then the fairies were like trying to kill Sookie. My favorite moment so far. Killer is, fairies are the worst. They are. They are. Hate crimes is what it is. <laughs> well, it sounds. Uh, my favorite moment so far is when uh, Eric lost his memory and started calling her Snooky. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and how apologetic he was. You know, I got to say he's a good actor because I really yeah, liked because- him. In, I really liked him in Battleship too because he was like the older brother who like was not a loser and he was great in that role. I you got when that comes out on video you got to see it because I guarantee you you will like that movie. I guarantee you I won't. But I'm telling you, it's it's actually got like good character development. There are other movies that you thought were really good that I've cut bits of on cable that are terrible. Like what? Battle Los Angeles. Terrible. I didn't say that was really good. Yes, you did. I said it was entertaining. You I said gave it was. It a big I said it was. Up. Wait, was that the one that was like a war movie? Kind of. But with aliens. Right, right, right. Yeah, I said it was more of a war movie. It wasn't really a sci-fi movie. It's just that the enemy happened to be aliens. But. We'll see. I'll watch it when it comes out. But I'm not going to go to the theater for it. What was the other one that took place in Los Angeles that we hated? Oh, Skyline. Oh, that movie was so bad. I don't remember so that. So bad. Who was in that? Jeremy Sisto or something? <laughs> no, nobody just going to blame it on Nobody you. that old. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't remember the guy's name. He looks like a, a boy band guy. Oh, the guy from uh, Six Feet Under. What's his name? Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. Uh, all right. So what about your best? Um... I'm not going to say Prometheus, though. Yeah, though that would be up there. Okay. Um, I want to say that the newest uh, update to the Kindle software now allows you to read graphic novels. Okay. And not just like zoom onto the page, but then you can. I'm going to show you. I have the Dark Knight Returns on here. Okay. So I'll show you. It shows you the whole page, which is hard to read because you know because it, it's not that big of a so screen, small. right? There's a lot of writing. But what you can do is. Click on the thing, yeah, on the panel, right, and then you can just flip through the panels. Well, that is cool, but why? Um, why can't so you now make there's them a even, huge library. Why of, can't you make them even bigger? Huh? Why can't you make it even bigger? Well, I could. You can't. No. <laughs> then that seems silly. I mean, well, it, no, it, I don't it, need it to be any bigger. But that's you. I mean, get close to it. You can read that. Comic, if you want me to be closer to you. <laughs> Get closer to I'm me. I'm sorry, folks. I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> I, I, I would want it to be a little bit bigger. I mean, it, it's it's cool that they let you do that, but it only blows it up like a little bit. But enough that I can. I mean, if I'm reading a book, that's how yeah. big how big the type is. But I do like the fact that you can then just swipe between the panels. That is neat. Now I don't understand. Is there some particular format for these things that's different that they didn't support before? Um. Because I thought, you know, an ebook was an ebook was an ebook. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. So there's a particular graphic novel format that these are in that this now reads? 
Well, I think Kindle has its own format. So Specifically have, for graphic novels, you mean? I believe so. Because that wouldn't make sense in a regular book, what right. you just showed me. I mean, I do have, like, if I go to another book that has, like, illustrations, you can zoom in on an illustration and, like, right. but not the panel by panel where I can just then just swipe and flip through the panels. Yeah, so, really yeah, cool. I would imagine it's their own. But still, but I would. What's great is they have a great, already have a great library of yeah. classic graphic novels like The Watchmen and all those yeah. that you can. Uh, so I would still want to like my preference would be if you double tap it, it takes up the entire width of whichever orientation you have, and then you can just well, you know, we fluidly try, go through. We didn't them try that way. doing it the other way. Maybe it gets bigger if I'm doing it the other way. Yeah. He's now attempting to put the iPad in landscape mode to see if it gets even bigger. And it doesn't do anything. And it doesn't do anything. Did it even turn? No. Oh. That's that to me. That's a fail. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm I always like my media to be as big as possible. You know what I mean? That's why I don't like watching movies on a phone or an iPad or anything. But I kind of like, like that I can see the rest of the page oh, it, still underneath. It, it, yeah. I, I, I definitely think, especially if it didn't do any of this before, that's definitely a big improvement. That is really cool. But I think you've shown me other like comic and graphic novel readers that seemed to be more adept at handling some of these kind of things. Isn't that yeah, one you I showed like us before? to be all within my Kindle. Yeah. You know, Why do you... I, I buy all my books through Kindle. Yeah. I mean, also you can, uh, it works on my Kindle. I have a Kindle also. Yeah. And it works on, uh, I can go on my computer. Yeah. And do it as well. I don't know what it's like on the computer, so that may be a little. Right. Maybe that gets bigger. Yeah. I don't know. That's cool though. Um, I'm a little surprised that was better for you than Prometheus though. No, I just. That would be the obvious choice, so I want to do something a little different and talk about something a right, little different. Right, right. That's cool. And it's something um, I've been enjoying. Yeah. Uh, why, why are you making that face? Because I'm anxious to hear what you're going to come no, up with. No, I'm just saying Prometheus was my favorite. Yeah. See, I, I, I knew yours was going to be Prometheus. Right, right. So I just but isn't it kind of cool when we have the same one that's a favorite? Uh, well, if you notice, I purposely yeah, avoided I that from happening. I know. I know. You got something against me today. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I'm going to get ambushed at lunch or something. Um, no, I just, I you know, first of all, you know I love sci-fi, and I love the first two Alien movies. They're some of my favorites, and uh, I like the way it tied in. And, yeah, I know there were a bunch of issues with it that we'll talk about after. But um, but still, I, w- I was very entertained by it. And, and it like you said, it really stuck with me for days after I watched it. And right. that, to me, is one of the marks of a movie Absolutely. You know that I really Absolutely. like and I'm going to like for a long time. Because um, it doesn't really happen that often. No, and less and less, less and less, you know, so, um, so I really appreciated that. And you know what? The naysayers can go watch, uh, you know, one thing I really love about that movie is, you know, those kind of movies always have that one scene, that one really like, and that one that's in this movie is intense. Medpod. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's intense. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I, I agree. It beats all of those moments in the past movies, I think. Um, I'd have to think about all of them. Well, I don't know if I would agree with that only because because it, the first one was the first a one was the first one, right. and you didn't know right. what was going right. on. Right. So there was that, and um, and I think there were some things in in Aliens as well that were you know I think each of those movies has had good moments like right. that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I really that that was a really cool. Scene. Didn't you think though? I'm going to say one thing. Didn't you think that Charlie's Theron? It didn't have to be Charlie's Theron. I agree. She's a little, uh, slightly underwhelming. Uh, and I'll talk more about that with regard to somebody else, too, who I'm sure you could guess. But, um, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 
but uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I, I still really enjoyed it. But I, I'm you know I'm very curious to hear from our listeners to see what they thought of it because it's been pretty polarizing. I mean, it seems yeah. to be you know love it or hate it kind of thing. There's nobody who's kind of meh on it. But um, but anyway, you got anything else? Nope. All right. Thanks as always for listening. Don't forget you can visit us on uh, the uh, Facebook where you can leave us messages, which we love. You can also send messages to podcastapause.com. And if you go to iTunes and leave us a review and a rating, it's uh, it's good for everyone involved. I mean, it's such good karma for you as a listener. I can't even tell you. Uh, <laughs> and I think we get some minor benefit out of it, too. Um, and, uh, of course, you can listen at pause.com if you want, which you already know since you're listening right now. And, as always, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.